Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. friends. Happy Monday. Thanks for being here today. We are going to dive in to Luke chapter 24 verses 36 through 48, which is the very tail end of Luke's gospel. As we read this passage, I invite you to close your eyes unless you're driving or running um, or out for a walk, (laughs) but maybe just relax your eyes, soften your shoulders. Notice if you're clenching your gut, try to let your belly relax. Take a few deep breaths. And hear these words from Luke's gospel. While they were talking, Jesus himself stood among them and said, peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Jesus said to them, why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy, they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then Jesus said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I invite you to pray with me. Holy and beloved creator, We come to you weary from the week before, perhaps rested or not so rested from the weekend, carrying the weight of our worries and our anxieties on our shoulders. And we take those off our shoulders and lay them before you and ask that you hold them. Be in our hearing of this gospel today, O God. Be present in the meditations of our hearts. God, there are lots of times when we feel unsure or inadequate. Help us to remember that you are our strength and our guide. That you have prepared us. God, I pray blessings over every person here. Everyone who is listening to this prayer, may they feel your grace, fill them with your love. May they know they are not alone. God, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. My friends, this passage that we read today is the very end of Luke's gospel. There are a few passages just a few verses after this that talk about how Jesus ascends up to heaven. But this is really the end. This is our last glimpse really of the disciples. And it ends with Jesus saying to them, you are witnesses. 
And what I want to point out here about this particular text, the ending of Luke's gospel, is that there's no proclamation from the disciples of belief. The last thing that we hear about them is that they are frightened and that they are unsure of these things, that they have doubt arising in their hearts. And then Jesus tries to reassure them. He comes in, they have the doors locked and closed and he comes in and says, peace be with you. And they're still frightened and afraid. And so Jesus shows him his hands, the wounds in his hands and his feet. And he says, see, it is me. And they're still terrified. It says they are still wondering They are still unbelieving. And so Jesus eats some fish before them and then teaches them about the scriptures and says, you are witnesses. That's it. That's the end. You are witnesses. With all your doubt, with all your uncertainty, go, (laughs) go be a witness to this in the world. And he like shoves them out the door, essentially. Even though they're doubting, even though they're terrified, they are witnesses. It is now their job to continue Jesus's work. He's like, I'm out of here go. And when I thought about this, I imagined, you know, it's kind of like when you're running a relay and you don't feel like you're a very good runner and the person passes you the baton and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? And they yell, run, run, just run. You know, what are those times when you have felt just utterly unprepared and unqualified for the task at hand? Maybe someone's been teaching you or guiding you and then they want to send you off solo and you're like, I, I cannot, <laughs> I'm not ready for this. It's kind of like when you're learning how to swim and then they throw you in the deep end, right? That you have a choice. Are you going to sink or are you going to swim? We all have those experiences. And the one I thought of for myself, though, I, I think this happens to me probably every day, but my first day as a solo pastor, I was living in Missouri and I hadn't even been to the church yet. And I was called to the bedside of a beloved older church member. His name is Bob. Bob had held multiple positions of leadership in the community, including mayor, and he was known and loved by everyone in this small town. And Bob was dying. I had just finished teaching a yoga class. I put on a long dress. I texted a photo of it to my best friend, Brittany, and I asked if I looked okay. I, you know, I didn't want to look inappropriate. I just, you know, I wanted to make sure that the focus wasn't on me, but it was on them. And I was so nervous. I drove to this man's house. I had never been there before. And his wife, who I'd also never met, she opened the door, walked me back to his room, and we sat, we read the Bible together, we prayed. And she and I talked for nearly an hour after that. Bob died two days later. We had his funeral and and a year goes by and his wife came up to me one Sunday at church and she said, I just want you to know how much it meant to me that you came and sat with us, that you prayed with us and how much comfort that brought. And it was so comforting to me because I had arrived at her home that day feeling like I had been thrown into the deep end. That yeah, I'd gone to seminary and I'd done all this training. I'd had an internship. I'd worked at a church, but that was youth and family ministry, right? I didn't, I didn't know if I could handle this situation. And so I arrived feeling like I'd been thrown into the deep end, but I left that day believing that maybe I can actually do this. Maybe I can swim. What are those moments for you? Does this happen all the time? I know for me, I I think about it daily. Sometimes there are things that I feel just utterly unqualified and I don't know how to do it. I think of one time I had to go to the bank to open a business account to start Dancing Pastor Ministries. And 
my husband was encouraging me to, to go and do it on my own. And I was like, I can't, I just, I, and I froze and I started crying and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel unqualified. And I made him come with me uh, and I didn't need him there. I just having that extra person of support was so helpful, but I had no idea what I was doing. I had never opened a business bank account before. And I just felt so unqualified for the task at hand. And so maybe this has happened to you. Maybe it was doing your taxes for the first time or negotiating the price of an oil change or having a really hard conversation. And it can be simple things too. Maybe it's, you know, the first time you're having people over for dinner. I don't know how to do this. How do I do this? Or, you know, if you're a parent and think back to your first child and going on your way home from the hospital with that first baby and you think they really trust me to care for this small human. You know what, what were those moments for you where you just felt so unprepared for the task at hand? I don't know how to do this. And what was it? What was it that gave you the courage to go for it, to do it anyway, to jump in, even though you weren't entirely sure you trusted your ability to swim? And I like to think that it's God who gives us that courage. When I asked the kids in one of my worship services today about this, like what, what gives them courage when they're not sure they're capable of something? And this young girl who's so smart answered by saying, my heart, my heart. And I love that. God fills our hearts with courage so that we can do these things. We can trust that we are well equipped. We can know our, our <laughs> limits as well. Absolutely. But God can help fill in the gaps and we can trust that we can do this, that God is with us in these moments. And for the disciples in this moment with Jesus, as he enters the room and says, peace be with you, we get that peace too. In those moments when we are afraid, when doubt is arising in our hearts, Jesus is there offering us peace, reminding us of everything we have already been taught. It says in this passage that Jesus sat down with them and opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he did this multiple times when he was alive. He sat down with his followers and opened their minds to understanding the scriptures. So this is nothing new, right? This is nothing revelatory. Jesus is just reminding them, guys, you know what this is. You've got this. You know these things. Trust yourself. Trust everything that you have learned and that you have witnessed. Trust that I am with you. The Holy Spirit has your back. Now go. You are witnesses. I think we get nervous thinking that in order to do something, we have to have all the answers or we have to be perfect. But I want you to hear these words today. You do not have to be perfect to be called by God. You do not have to have all the answers to be called by God. You do not have to have a perfect faith, whatever that means, to be called by God. You are called. You are called to be a witness to Christ. You are called to live your life boldly, trusting that God is with you. Jesus pushes those disciples out the door and says, go be a witness. This is now your job to carry the mission forward, to be the church. 
And I imagine them kind of like when you're first learning how to ride a bike and, you know, you're trying to get so you can take the training wheels off. And so you've taken them off and there's the person who's holding on to the seat behind you and pushing you forward. And you're saying, don't let go. Don't let go. I'm not ready. Don't let go. Only to, to look back and there they are 20 feet behind you and you're on your way. They've already let go and you're going. And yeah, you might crash and burn a few times, but you've got this. You've got this. The point is, we are all witnesses in our faith. On the days when we are full of faith and on the days when we are full of doubt, Jesus sends us. Whether we feel equipped or not, that is our call to be witnesses to the risen Christ. I love that the disciples still have doubts. They're still wondering about these things. And Jesus says, go. How comforting is that to know we don't have to have it all together to be sent by Christ into the world, to let people know we are Christians by the way we love, to trust that Christ is with us, that the Holy Spirit has our back. And yeah, maybe we go to church for little tune-ups, but what really matters is how we live out our faith, not on Sunday morning, but on Monday morning before the coffee kicks in or on Thursday when we're just dragging our feet and the week has dragged and we just need a nap. That's when the training wheels are off. The training wheels are off in the moments when we get cut off in traffic or when someone parks terribly at the grocery store or when someone says something that just, oh, it just pushes the button just right and makes me so angry. The training wheels are off in these moments. Are we going to sink or are we going to swim? Are we going to trust that everything we needed to know we learned in kindergarten, right? All those lessons, Jesus has equipped us to know how to love our neighbor and love God and love ourselves. It's in those hard, hard moments. That's when the training wheels are off. That's when we're in the deep end. And yes, I know I'm mixing metaphors. Maybe we're just riding bikes in the deep end of the pool. I don't know. But what I'm trying to tell you is this, that you are well-equipped, that God sends us out to be witnesses on our good days and on our bad, when we're full of doubt or full of faith, to live as if we were the ones who saw the risen Christ and saw the wounds in his hands, to love and serve God by loving and serving our neighbor, to live out our God-given purpose in the world, whatever that might be, to trust that God has equipped us to do just that. So if you find yourself in a position where you're thinking, I don't know how to do this. Trust that Christ is with you. Trust that the Holy Spirit is your advocate. Trust that God has your back, that you are well-equipped, that yes, you will get bumps and bruises along the way, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Know that even when we fall, because we will, and even when we doubt, because we do, and even when we are afraid, because we will be afraid, Jesus is there saying, peace be with you. And then shoving you out the door, reminding you of who you are and whose you are, reminding you, you are well-equipped. You can do this. You are a witness. You've got this. And Christ is with you always, always. Amen. 
My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.